And now, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. He's a successful entrepreneur, published author, top listing agent, a real estate and finance expert that goes to bat for you every day as a consumer advocate. Your host and the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhine. And yes, welcome to the Consumer Quarterback Show, where we help you become a more informed consumer, making you more street smart here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, serving as your consumer advocate right here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Download our podcast, iTunes, Spotify. We greatly appreciate those that do. Leave us a review. We'd greatly appreciate that as well. And you can pick up our content on Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, Roku, and about 80 other outlets worldwide. So we love to help you win in any marketplace. Got a great lineup for you today. Attorney Millie Athanason coming on the second half of the show. Uh, I'm going to talk about some family law and also attorney Frank Miranda as well, real estate law litigator and fcmlaw.com. I'm going to talk about some of the lawsuits uh, that he's involved and also, what about these ring cameras? Seems like everywhere you go, you're on camera these days. Uh, we're going to ask him about ring cameras on rental properties and you know what are the implications, what are the considerations there. Uh, coming up in just a moment. Uh, before we do, we want to feature one of our hot listings here. we got 219 Castle Keeper. This is a nice entry-level affordable property in Hillsborough County. Castle Keeper is a townhome, two bedrooms, two-and-a-half baths, two-story townhome, 219 Castle Keeper Place in Valrico. A uh, great opportunity to own some real estate here first floor large living room with separate dining room laundry room uh they also have gated pools so you got lush landscaping community pool resort style pool at this beautiful property 219 castle keeper place in val rico million dollar listing at 2803 safe harbor drive in tampa this is a beautiful property gated community estate style home 5,253 square feet. You've got five bathrooms in this home. The estate's at White Trout Lake. Spiral staircase to the second floor. You also have a private elevator. Granite countertops, new appliances, pool, heated spa, fenced-in corner lot, 2803 Safe Harbor Drive. And you can see all of our real estate listings at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. This is God's country. All right, quick shout out to our friends over at Replenish IV Solutions. Say hello to Steve and Elisa Gunn and let them know the real estate quarterback sent you. If you want to feel energized, hydrated, and replenished, go to replenishivsolutions.com. Safe and effective way to restore your body's crucial systems with vitamins and nutrients, enabling you to perform at optimal levels. Everyone's concerned about their immunity. This can help you. Replenishivsolutions.com. Let them know the real estate quarterback sent you. All right. Attorney Frank Miranda here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Welcome back, Frank. Brandon, always a pleasure to be on your show. Hey, likewise, man. Always nice talking with you, my friend. So uh, you got, you're got you a litigator. So first off, you know, you're, you're, you're schooled in the, the uh, real estate area, the title, and those types of – you see a lot of different cases. Tell us about some of your active cases you got going on. Well, the hot thing that's gone on recently, and, and unfortunately it all has to do with you know, allegations of people not disclosing certain things. Um, you know, in, in one case I filed here in Hillsborough County, um, when the market was really hot, there was a lot of contracts that were being submitted where there was no inspection periods, they, they were waiving everything, and they just wanted to close because property values were going up so quickly. So in, in one of the cases we had, um, I represent the seller of the property, and the seller of the property um, does a seller disclosure in which they, they inform potential buyers of any material defects with uh, with the property. 
And since the contract was written in a form of fashion that they had waived pretty much every out there was, um, this particular buyer decided on, on a fairly substantial deposit, um, $26,000, that um, they wanted out of the contract, they didn't want to close, and they came up with an explanation that there was a inconsistency with the um, seller disclosure statement and that the seller didn't truthfully fill it out and claim that there was some sort of intrusion. Now, the intrusion that they're claiming is that the water handler, it was in the um, attic of the property, and it, you know, when it overlaps, the uh, the retention pan overlaps, and it had caused some staining on the ceiling, and they claimed that was an intrusion. Um, you know, my position is intrusion when it comes to the seller disclosure statement simply is, hey, did any water come in from the outside? Right. Did it come in from the outside? And so um, I, I think you have people that regretted going into contracts, and they're trying to come up with reasons to get their money back when I don't think they're entitled to. Right. So that's, that's lawsuit number one. Um. You know, lawsuit number two, and this one is probably happens more often than not. Um, we have, uh, I represent the potential buyer this time of a piece of property. He's under contract uh, for a piece of property up in the northern, right there on 54 in the Pasco area, where it's really hot. Mm-hmm. And he gets under contract, he goes to closing, he's, he's properly funded. And the property's uh, owned by two people who are not married. Uh, during the course of this contractual term, they have a substantial falling out. One party signs the closing documents. The other one says no. And so for, I would say, over a year, my client went to three or four lawyers who told him he couldn't do anything. Hmm. When I saw him, I said, well, you're under contract. You have five years statute limitations on the contract. So you can move forward on it. You can force a sale. You can force them to sell you the property. And that's what we're in the process of doing now. Wow, that's awesome. And so there's really no defenses as that, because basically the contract says, you know, we're going to sell you the property under these terms. And, you know, one person honestly is just doing it to be vindictive against the other. Obviously, the person who um, is not signing is not on the deed, not on the mortgage. Um, and there's no benefit financially, really, to them. But it appears obvious that the whole motive is to hurt the other owner. Mm. And so that's what's going on in, in, in that litigation. And I think that probably happens more often than not. And so, I, you know, I would say 10 years ago when somebody wanted out of a contract, the reason didn't matter as much. A lot of people were much more, hey, I, I'll just say this. It's like it was much more neighborly. Yeah. You went out, you know, fine, sign, send over the paperwork, we'll sign it. I'm going to give you back your deposit. We'll move on. That's not happening anymore. And so when you sign a contract, make sure you want to play the game because you're in the game. And to get out of the game, if your contract's submitted and you didn't put any outs in it, it gets a lot harder. Right. A lot harder. Um, so, you know, you're a big person. You make this decision. You're over 18. You're going to buy a piece of property, significant investment. Make sure you read what you're actually doing. Now, I will say this. I do think that people get bad advice from their professionals as yep. to how how to write up the contract, how to make the offer, how to fill out certain forms. I think that is absolutely a cause of some of this information or some of this cause of litigation because when I look at the scenarios, I certainly believe that, one, in the first scenario I gave you regarding the gentleman who wants his money back, in my opinion, for no significant reason, 
someone gave him an excuse as to why they think he can get his money back. And I'm going to surmise that that advice was given to protect themselves from giving bad advice. So I'll say this. No matter how hot a market is, I would make sure that you have a way to get out of it legally. That's your subjective opinion for some period of time, whether it's seven days, ten days, whatever the case may be. I can walk away with no repercussions to me, and I get my money back. But once that time lapses, that means something. That means yeah. you're in the game. That's that means right. you've got to perform. And if you go see a competent attorney, they're going to tell you that you're in the game and you're liable not only for whatever funds you're fighting over, but you're going to be responsible if you lose to the other side's attorney's fees in addition to yours. So you may turn a $20,000 problem into a forty or $50,000 problem. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That example you were mentioning also on the second one is that's, that's deemed specific performance, right? You're going to make them perform the contract they signed. That's correct. That's yeah. absolutely correct. Right. Um, there's one I have that's more egregious, and um, I'm happy to say about that one. That one is yeah. a veteran who is buying some acreage with a house in, in what county is this? This is Hernando County. And this is a case where I sued both real estate, real estate agents, both brokerages, the title company, um, and everyone involved. And effectively, what occurred is because there was acreage on the property um, and because of the fact that the acreage was never mowed, okay, so every time these people want to go see the property, we're talking about growth of four or five feet. In addition to that, my client has a disability. It's not as easy for him to walk around. Um, they requested multiple times to be able to walk the property. That never occurred. Mm. Um, they were promised that certain repairs are going to be made. They signed an addendum. It was never followed up by anyone. So when they show up the day of closing and do a final walkthrough, one, no repairs were done. They find out that the addendum was never executed by the seller. Two, the grass was never mowed, and I'll get to why that's important in a second, but the grass was never mowed. They never had an opportunity to view the, the entire you know, eight or ten acres or whatever it is. So they get forced to close. Effectively, in my opinion, they close. And there's some other facts that I don't want to bore you with. But they feel forced to close, and they close. What happens when everything gets mowed in the field behind the house is mm-hmm. – there is a massive depression in the property that has an actual hole in it that's probably 30 or 40 feet deep. Wow. And they go, what is this thing? And obviously, it's a sinkhole. And so no one disclosed that there was a sinkhole in the property, much mm. less one of that size. Um, they never would have bought the property had they seen this, you know, nature-causing swimming pool that they didn't want in the back in the yeah. acreage, right? Wow. And so that thing, I think there's a lot of people that covered up a lot of different things. Um, you know, we've done some, we've done some uh, investigation on our own before doing what's called formal discovery, and we have, you know, witnesses that are going to be forthcoming saying that they told people, don't sell that property without disclosing it. They're going to have witnesses come testify that they saw them trying to cover up that hole with all kinds of debris, branches, and everything else. Wow. And they intentionally grew the property. So here we have, you know, a veteran who's getting a VA loan, which you would think would give him, you know, a little bit more security because the VA has these stringent guidelines to have the property inspected. 
no one did their job on on, on that regard. Surely the the realtors, uh, their own realtors, should have demanded a walk through the property. They didn't. Um, the selling realtor obviously had a a reason why they never had the property in what you would call pristine showing condition, meaning just mow the damn acreage, right? Mm-hmm. Make it look better. So there's a, there's there's too many red flags and more than I can even tell you in this segment to give you the indication and at least the uh, a substantial impression that there is an abundance of inferences that add up, add up to the fact that everyone involved committed fraud. Wow. wow. So so that that's an interesting case. Now, I will tell you this. In the last four years of my practice, and I've been going to court for 25 years, in the last four years, there's been more real estate litigation than I had in the prior 21. Hmm. Okay? And, and that may be that this is not a small town anymore. This may be that there's people that you're never going to see again, and, and there's just, you know, maybe a, a more... Transit. How would I describe it? Yeah, you know, people coming in that, that know what their rights are, they're going to uphold their rights, or people that are coming in that want to get out of a deal and they kind of know how to wiggle out of it or try to wiggle out of it. Yeah. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say this on your behalf and on behalf of your listeners. Mm-hmm. It is more important than ever to have a local representative in a real estate transaction that has real knowledge of the industry. Yep. yep. That cannot be overstated enough because when it comes to either claiming a deposit or getting one back, the advice you get can very much determine whether or not you're successful or not. Right. I have shared this information not only with, I think, yourself, but other realtors that, that seek my advice. The discount companies that have come into this area. Mm-hmm that promise, you know, very low fees to sell your property. I know of one. It was in the paper recently, and I think you know the name. I, the name escapes me at this point in time, Brandon. Open Door. Yeah, Open Door. You know, they got slammed for, what, $100 million, $200 million for, big for, for lying to, yep. to the consumer? Because when you add up all their ticky-tack fees at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it well surpassed what a, a typical commission would be. Yep. I can also tell you the amount of service that you get for that is abysmal. Yep. And so be very cautious of something that you think is too good to be true. You That's know right. why? Because it's too good to be true. That's right. And and when you have somebody in a different state trying to sell your property or just trying to sell it on the Internet because that's how easy it is, in some occasions it might be. But in some occasions it may cost you a hell of a lot more money. Yep. And, so, and so be very careful. All right, let's take a quick break there. More with attorney Frank Miranda coming up here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Check him out online, fcmlaw.com. Got local offices right here on Cypress Street in Tampa. He can help you uh, with your uh, real estate transactions, title company, if you're if you're selling a for sale by owner property. Of course, litigation uh, expert, as we've uh, just heard. So Frank Miranda coming up here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Taking a quick break. We'll be right back. Plus, our feel-good story of the day, Cleveland auto mechanic becomes doctor at age 51, inspires other to, others to pursue their dreams. 
Hey, I'm Ken Shamrock, and you're here with Consumer Quarterback Show. And I say, Brandon Rhymes, knock out your competition. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-917-1894. Online at ConsumerQB.com. Ian Beckles here with my man, Brandon Rhymes, a.k.a. the Real Estate Quarterback. Brandon, what's happening with the market? Thanks, Ian. Any of our listeners out there, we'll offer you a 2% listing for the first three callers that reach out to the hotline, 813 813- 917-1894. Call or text the hotline 813-917-1894. Also, a great opportunity for folks out there looking for a part-time gig, maybe a side hustle, is Keller Williams Real Estate School, powered by Kaplan. Reach out if you'd like more information on how we have a free real estate school for you. Online class, get licensed, and start referring business in, or maybe make a new career. 813 813- 917-1894, ConsumerQB.com for our syndicated radio and TV show on 80 outlets worldwide, ConsumerQB.com or our real estate website at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. That's PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. And please follow us online at BrandonRhymes1 on Instagram, Twitter, Gitter, and check out our YouTube channel, Brandon Rhymes Realty. Make it a great day. Hey, Brandon Rhymes here for Cleaning Commandos here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Cleaning Commandos are hiring, and they're offering competitive wages, flexible hours, relaxed atmosphere, and a sign-on bonus. Reach out if you'd like a career with the Cleaning Commandos here in Tampa Bay. Info at CleaningCommandosLLC.com or call 813-750-0550, 813-750-0550, Cleaning Commandos, Consumer Quarterback Show. Have you desired more income and more freedom in your life? Now is your time. Keller Williams Realty has just launched our own real estate school, and you can get licensed for free. I'm Brandon Rimes, host of the Consumer Quarterback Show, owner of the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. And for the first three people who reach out, I will personally coach you. 813-917-1894. Call or text 813-917-1894. ConsumerQB.com. ConsumerQB.com. You're listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-917-1894. And we're back, Brandon Rhymes, Consumer Quarterback Show, Platinum MVP team. Keller Williams Properties, Keller Williams Listings here, uh, 1605 South Georgia Avenue in Tampa. Uh, South Tampa property, beautiful home. Uh, You're close to the Hyde Park uh, area. You're close to Bayshore, 1605 South Georgia Avenue in Tampa. Uh, Three bedrooms, two bath, almost 1,500 square feet. Move-in ready home. Plant High School District, stainless steel appliances, granite countertops. Beautiful property close to Bayshore. You can walk, jog, and enjoy that South Tampa living at 1605 South Georgia Avenue in Tampa. You can see all of our real estate listings at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. All right, we got attorney Frank Miranda here on the line, FCMLaw.com, Frank Charles Miranda Law.com. And 
Uh, Frank, so some pretty good stuff there. I wanted to ask you about if you're seeing an uptick in any kind of foreclosure activity or, or landlord-tenant law, because I, I was uh, listening to one of my podcasts where I gather information. 5.4 million Americans uh, in a survey, a recent survey, said that they are going to be evicted or foreclosed upon in the next two months. 5.4 million Americans. So is there a potential for shadow inventory, in your opinion? Um, when it comes to the evictions, I can say that we, we are handling evictions probably at a normal rate. We represent um, a fair number of investors that have uh, multiple significant number of units. And, and, you know, that hasn't gone up, that hasn't gone down. And that's not really um, – there hasn't been an abundance, in my opinion, at least with my law firm. On the foreclosure issue, I know statistically speaking, and what you just mentioned, I, I have heard that that is certainly on the uptick. I have not seen it here, even though it may be occurring. Um, I haven't particularly been um, fielding calls regarding those those particular areas of foreclosure in, in this greater Tampa area. So I haven't seen an uptick in this area. doesn't mean it's not happening, but typically if it's happening, I get some sort of calls about it. Um, the thing about this area still is even though you have you know interest rates going up and whatnot, I think the biggest detriment to selling a house right now, and you and I again have had this conversation, is I think sellers are overpricing themselves. Whereby you know, for example, if a property is truly worth five hundred grand, mm-hmm. I, I would recommend to people don't list it at five fifty. Right. The days of artificial bidding, you know, bidding up the price, those are gone. Um, if you, I think if you bid it, if you, if you price it again with a reputable person that gives you good advice at what it's really worth, you'll sell your property, even in today's higher interest rate. Yeah. But, but what we're seeing is, you know, deals aren't happening because sellers are, are disproportionately not being realistic to what's occurred in the market. But then by the same token, buyers are coming in. And if let's talk, use that same example I just gave you, if the house is really worth 500 grand, they want to come in at 400. Well, that's not going to work either. Right. And, and so we have uh, a disparity of opinions when it comes to buyers and sellers. And until we can get them closer together, it's going to be, you know, a slower market. Well, yeah. Also, too, I think that kind of rings in close to your uh, previous conversation about the the level of professionals, you know, for for that agent not to absolutely you know, talk about absolutely. the sinkhole and you know to to, to expose to uh, you know disclose that it's very similar with pricing. You know, I always walk through a page out of the millionaire real estate agent with my listing clients, and I say, look, here's a there's a chart and graph directly on you know pricing, and it and it breaks down if you overprice, you know, you basically have 14 days to 20 days roughly to get it right. And if you got it wrong, you've got to adjust because if you get it right, now you're going to get potential for two or three people to be interested all at once, create that multiple bid. Yeah, and then if you're wrong and you take the wrong advice and you overbid it by fifty thousand dollars, you know the price sits and the house sits on the market for six nine months, and you yeah you might make some gradual reductions. Over the course of time, people are like, "What's wrong with this property? Why isn't it sold?" Right. And, and, and so you know you almost stigmatize your own house or your own piece of property. It doesn't have to be a house, but your own piece of property because you misread the market. You really just missed it. Now, yeah. to be honest with you, you're not losing money. You're getting what it's truly worth. You're just not getting artificial bidding over and above the asking price. Right. Yeah, and sometimes you know when the appraisal gets cut, the sellers are like, "Oh, well, they cut the appraisal." I say, "Look, that's that's actually good news. You know, you're getting top dollar because the appraisers—they're not bad guys. They're they're adhering to certain guidelines that they have, whether it's conventional FHA, VA, but they're looking at the comps available and they're saying, look, this is what's sold. This is the you know an accurate value. This is the maximum I can give you for value.' So I always say, look at it as 
a good thing because now we know that we got you top dollar. About 30 seconds back to you, Frank. Oh, I want to tell you something off the topic, though. I am recently, because you're the quarterback guy, I recently am an NFL agent. I got passed the exam, and I'm going to be certified as an NFL agent also. Awesome. Congratulations, man. That's cool. Yeah, so it's something a little bit different. I wanted to throw it at you. I thought it was appropriate when I was hearing the, the breaks in between and the, the, you know, the quarterback show. Yeah, that's awesome. A, Congratulations. Um, yeah, but, but otherwise, you know, if you have a problem, um, you know, give us a call at the office. We're more than happy to help you guys out. It's uh, 813-254-2637. All right, and fcmlaw.com. You can find them online, fcmlaw.com. And shout out to your staff over there, great staff. Uh, Stephanie and the team, they do such a wonderful job, wonderful service on the title side. If you're closing properties, uh, they can help you close your real estate transactions as well. Thanks, Frank. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, coming back here in just a moment, attorney Millia Thanison coming up, plus our feel-good story of the day. I love this one, too. A Cleveland auto mechanic becomes a doctor at age 51 and inspires others to pursue their dreams. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to my daddy's show. Please make sure to send him all of your real estate deals and subscribe to the Consumer Quarterback Show podcast on iTunes and Spotify or check out our YouTube channel. Have a blessed day. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-917-1894 online at ConsumerQB.com. listening to the consumer quarterback brandon rhymes cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in tampa bay online at consumerqb.com and we thank you so much for hanging out with us here on the consumer quarterback show reach out to the hotline we'd love to connect thanks to you for supporting our local area expert contributors business owners account executives uh, managers for these wonderful companies uh, all throughout the tampa bay area 80 different categories of consumer advocate content and advice 813-917-1894 tampa number 813-917-1894 and online at consumerqb.com consumer qb.com we always like to help you win make you more street smart uh coming up we've got attorney millie athanason we're gonna talk about family law divorce situations visitation issues and more here on the consumer quarterback show uh before we do i want to let you know about a hot listing here 852 51st avenue south this is one of our complete renovation properties this is a beautiful property that has a investor that has renovated and put a lot of money into it beautiful property uh, the kitchen looks amazing. You've got the white backsplash tile throughout, beautiful home, uh, nice wood flooring. Uh, this is a three-bedroom, two-bath, almost 1,400-square-foot home on 51st Avenue in St. Petersburg. Uh, gorgeous uh, backyard as well. you got a large fenced-in backyard, and uh, the, the home has nice colors, neutral colors, and some nice landscaping up front. 852 51st Avenue South, St. Petersburg, Florida. And, of course, you can see all of our listings at Platinum MVP Team dot kw.com somewhere somewhere sunny and 75 all right we got attorney millie athanason on the show and law offices of millicent b athanason uh, millicent law thank you so much appreciate you for joining us thank you so much i i thought brandon today we might talk about some uh, some visitation issues upon um divorce yeah absolutely 
Yeah, usually what happens, obviously, when the parties get divorced, what happens now is uh, we don't really call it visitation so much. We call it time sharing for each party. And typically what happens is the court will, you will sign a parenting plan or the court will enter a parenting plan that sets forth what the ground or floor is for time sharing for each parent. And the reason why I say that is because obviously if the parties agree on their own to make modifications or adjustments to that parenting plan, they're certainly free to do so, but that if they can't agree that the parenting plan is kind of to serve as the baseline for time sharing. And a lot of times kids can be pretty manipulative um, when when a p- parents go through the divorce. They try to uh, play one parent against the other and see how much they can get away with it. One oh, yeah. parent's house <laughs> as opposed to another parent's house. And, and you know, they talk. <laughs> the kids talk nowadays. Yeah. It, it, and they have social media. It's not like, excuse me, many years ago where, you know, it wasn't like you can use the family telephone that was in the kitchen to call a phone a friend to talk about your woes concerning your parents' divorce. It's a lot different nowadays. Kids have their own cell phones. Uh, They're playing video games. They talk on the headsets. They go to school and talk. They text all day. You know, so there's a lot more access to information and communication. And a lot of times, uh, kids will kind of put up a fight about going to one parent's house or staying at one parent's house. Um, One of the main reasons I hear is that, you know, oh, well, all their friends are at one parent's house as opposed to the other. Or they don't like the rules at one parent's house as opposed to the other because they're not consistent. Um, You and the other parent may disagree on issues that, that are causing a strain. Or a lot of times they don't like a step-parent or significant other or a step-sibling involved with with the uh, formulation, if you will, of combined families. So you'll hear, I'll hear many complaints in the course of the practice that when things come up. And um, obviously the parent that has majority time sharing has an obligation to both foster and encourage the child to participate in time sharing with the other parent. And, you know, you can't just say to the other parent, oh, well, you know, Susie said that Susie doesn't really want to come visit. Hmm. No, you have an obligation to ensure that the child is going over there. Now, obviously, in a lot of cases, you know, they could be teenagers, and the child can be bigger than the parent is. So um, fostering and encouraging, keep in mind, does not mean picking them up off the ground, opening the car door, and throwing them in the vehicle. (laughs) (laughs) Although sometimes you may want to, right? (laughs) Although you may want to, yeah. And then also, too, I, I tell parents that are trying to enforce it, don't call the cops because what what happens is if Susie doesn't want to go visit and 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 one parent calls the police department yeah the police will show up and try to encourage the parties to to have the child get in the car and will try to talk to the child to get them in the car but they likewise are not going to pick the child up open the door and throw the child in the car so if, if the parties and the child can't work it out amongst themselves, 
I think that a lot of times calling the police is only going to aggravate the situation. And let's think about it. Are you, as a child, going to be thrilled with either parent when the police show up and you're in trouble because you didn't get in mom or dad's car? Right. You know, so it, it only, if you will, adds fuel to the, the fire and it causes more contention between the parties. So, what you, you know, what I do recommend is that <coughs> the, the parents need to come up with a, <coughs> a unified front on this issue. Mm-hmm. Even if you hate that other parent, you can't stand them. You think they're the most horrible person that walks the planet that you make every effort before getting lawyers involved to try and come up with a, a, a reasonable way around it or how are you going to contend with this. So let the child know that the child is not in charge and that it's important to the child that the child spends time with each parent regardless of where the child's friends are and regardless of who else may be in the household of the other parent that they're going to to visit. Um, if the child has special events, because a lot of times they get, especially when they get to be teenagers, you know, they get involved in their own clubs and organizations before and after school and on the weekends and stuff. So if a child has special events, um, one of the things that I hear a lot of times is, well, I don't think that the child should be doing that on my time. Well, it's also the child's time, and what are you going to do? Tell little Susie she can't play soccer because she's visiting mom this weekend, and you know mom is not a big fan of soccer. I mean that that's not really the the best way to handle it. Both parents should participate in the event uh, that the child is in and honor and respect the activities that the child is accustomed to participating in. Um, you have to remember, every parent has to remember that parenting is not a popularity contest. I think what happens a lot of times is that when people get divorced, one party or maybe both parties feel scorned by the other spouse or, or that they, they've lost trust or what have you. Right. So getting the attention of the child and having the child, if you will, on your side becomes an issue because then they feel secure. you got to remember, this isn't, the, the, the time sharing isn't about the parent. It's about the children. And so don't make it a popularity contest. Don't put the child in a position where the child feels that he or she has to choose which parent they're going to be an ally of. Um, or that, you know, being, you know, loving the other parent is somehow going to diminish the love that you have with the one parent. Um, you don't, you know, a child shouldn't be rejected for loving the other parent. They're a part of that other parent. Um, Question you, for I you. Think, yeah. Question for you. So, and, and by the way, if you just joined us, we're talking with Millie Athanason here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Attorney Millie Athanason, Athanason Law here on the show. And we're talking about family law, divorce situation, visitation issues. Now, if one parent uh, is on the receiving end, and, and in other words, having more time or maybe all the time, and, and despite mm-hmm. of what the actual agreement says, would mm-hmm. would the other parent be able to withhold child support at that point? And I think the answer is no. No, you cannot. 
Right. Uh, visitation isn't contingent upon the payment of child support, and child support isn't contingent upon the pro- uh, providing of visitation or time sharing. Um, they're, they're both enforceable. They're both subject to modification, though. Um, child support and time sharing are always modifiable. Um, unlike, like with alimony, you can agree that the terms are going to be non-modifiable, but you can't do that with child support because the needs of the child may change and then the income of the parents may change. So um, I, I do see that a lot where parents try to, to in, in, how do I say, employ self-help methods. Right. And I always say that employing self-help methods is probably going to get you in trouble. Courts are sympathetic. To, I mean, they, they don't, um, they're not going to sit there with a microscope and monitor every action, and they're not going to micromanage your case, but they are sympathetic to situations where one parent is being unreasonably denied time-sharing with the other parent. Um, yeah. And they will, and they will a lot of times, issue makeup visitation if, if they find out that a parent has unreasonably withheld time-sharing They'll go ahead and issue makeup visitation. I've seen situations where there's been a change in custody due to the acts of one parent and trying to excommunicate the other parent from the children's lives. Mm. So, of course, when there when there's a bad situation, they will take action um, because they they want to ensure that the child is having time with both of their parents because it's the belief of our legislature that children, in order to thrive appropriately, need the love and affection and companionship of both of their parents, and that they tend to have better self-esteem and do better in school and in their own relationships if they have a good relationship with each of their parents. Yeah, that makes sense. It really does, and people... You know, when they're going through this process, they forget that. They forget that they're raising humans, mm-hmm. you know, and they, they treat the children sort of like property, pets, or chattel, and, and, and then they don't really think that, wait a minute, I'm making a little human that has to go out and be an adult at one point, yeah. and is going to enter into relationships of their own, and what am I teaching them? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Millie, let's take a quick break there. We come back uh, more on family law, divorce situations. Uh, Might even talk about personal injury law as well. She covers a lot of different areas with her practice. Millicent B. Athanason Law. Attorney Millie Athanason here coming up. Plus, feel-good story of the day. Cleveland auto mechanic becomes a doctor at age 51 and inspires others to pursue their dreams. We'll be right back here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. This is Warwick Dunn, and you're listening to the Real Estate Quarterback Show hosted by my man, Brandon Rhymes. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-917-1894. Online at ConsumerQB.com. Hey, Brandon Rhymes here, Consumer Quarterback Show, in studio with Martine Grammatica, Automatica Grammatica, that is, uh, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer Super Bowl winner, Lifeguard Imaging, lifeguardimaging.com, saving lives through early detection. Thanks for having me, Brandon. Yes, that's what we're doing at Lifeguard Imaging. You come in asymptomatic, and that's what we do. You're being proactive. You're coming in. We do a scan from the neck to the pelvis. It's a full-body scan. It's a 3D image of every organ, and that's where 90% of the deadliest cancers are in our mid-region. So we 
we can see everything. But for your listeners, we have a real good special. We have a $599 value, absolutely complimentary. They can come in for a coronary artery scan, which will give you their calcium score. Awesome. 100% complimentary for your people. Very cool. Hey, take them up on that offer. 813-917-1894. Call or text complimentary scan 813-917-1894 and check them out online, lifeguardimaging.com. Dennis Prager here for Brandon and Lindsey Rhymes, owners of the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams. Buying, selling, investing in real estate, their nationwide Keller Williams network makes them the best team to work with. Sellers, have your property featured live on air, creating multiple offers. Buyers, leverage a unique system that gets your offer accepted, never overlooked. Call or text 813-750-0550, or ConsumerQB. You're listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-917-1894. And we're back. Brandon Rhymes here, Consumer Quarterback Show. Thanks for hanging out with us, spending some time with us on the Consumer Quarterback Show. We've got a hot new listing at 3819 6th Avenue West in Palmetto. This is a gorgeous property down in Bradenton, Manatee uh, area. Beautiful property, 3819 6th Avenue West in Palmetto. Three bedrooms, two baths, 1,518 square feet. Uh, kitchen features butcher block countertop, stainless steel, double oven, uh, smart, intelligent refrigerator, uh, as well as some great upgrades lighting you got tile floor throughout nice wood cabinetry uh, new vinyl fence ac is a brand new or newer and also a adt alarm system screen front porch and no deed restrictions looks like a metal roof as well aluminum uh, beautiful metal roof there 3819 6th avenue west in palmetto you can see all of our listings at platinum mvp team.kw.com All right, here's our feel-good story. A former Cleveland area mechanic has completed his lifelong goal of becoming a medical physician nearly 32 years after opening his auto shop. Carl Allenby, 51, started his job in an emergency room as an attending physician at Cleveland Clinic's Hillcrest Hospital in Mayfield Heights, Ohio, 16 years after deciding he wanted to return to school. Allenby uh, continued to, to maintain his auto repair business while also taking classes. He says, quote, over the course of five years or better, I attended weekend, evening, or early morning classes in pre-medicine and other college studies while managing my business, lifestyle, and household in order to transition my career, uh, he said. Allenby then started medical school at Northeastern Ohio Medical University in 2015, adding that he would not let his age, then 45, Get in his way as he studied with younger students. I worked very hard to stay ahead, but all I, all of my responsibilities kept me focused on what needed to get done. And quote that helped me consume large quantities of information that must be understood in order to succeed in medicine. Love that. Never give up. You know, think about those goals. Stay focused on it. What are you doing between seven and eleven? A lot of times, people you know say, hey, this this job's not getting me there. Okay, well, will you come home from work, have something to eat. Spend some time with family, 7 to 11 p.m. What are you investing in, right? Invest in your time. There's plenty of online courses. You can educate yourself. Uh, Keller Williams has a free real estate class, K-score program as well. Uh, That's a pretty cool story, though, Millie. Never give up on your dreams, right? 
<laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, it's kind of funny that you say that, Brendan, because a lot of times people come in the office and they'll say, you know, I always wanted to be a lawyer. I wish I, you know, had gone to law school. And I always tell people, hey, you know what? It is not too late. It, there's no age limit that you can be to become a lawyer. Right. And if that's something you really want to do, if that's your passion and your dream, you should pursue it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny because I've, I've actually considered that, too. You know, I've always said, man, I'd love to have a law degree. Just just, you know, it's, it's just awesome to have that. You have the opportunity to, to um, you have the opportunity to, you know, invest in yourself, invest in your education, whatever you want to do, man. It's just it's available to you. It's it's a uh, it's a great market. A great time to do it. And, yeah, you can do things part-time and, and get it done that way. So, Attorney Millie Thanison here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Uh, we talk about family law, divorce, visitation issues, and you also handle uh, auto accidents and, and personal injury law, too. Yes, yes, we do. Um, you know, if anybody is involved in an accident, I mean, we meet with – I meet with everybody or, or another attorney in the office will meet with the, the client. Uh, we don't just send, like, investigators out to talk to people. An attorney meets with each client, and uh, we strategize the case so that we ensure that each client is getting the best medical treatment available to address what their concerns are. Um, you know, we make sure that we investigate all of the facts, make sure we have everything, and uh, we track down all forms of insurance under which somebody can make a recovery. So I think that by working together with the client hand in hand, we tend to get better results. And since we do our own litigation in-house, it's not a situation where we farm something out to another firm to try the case. We do all of our own litigation work. So we're basically with the client from the day we take the case through the very end, no matter what happens. And that creates a really great personal relationship with our clients. Right. Yeah, that's important. No matter what business you're in, you're in the people business. And, and it's so much on relationships and, you know, types of uh, communicators, what, what type of personality they have. Such a key part of any business. Oh, it truly, truly is. And it also helps when you're trying a case, especially when you're going to court. There's so many nuances and, and facts and details that unless you really know your client. You're not going to know how to dance on your feet according to whatever music is playing in the courtroom. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think when, yeah. you, when you have that level of, of communication with your client, it makes it easier for you to really, truly help them and, and provide or, or obtain justice for them. Here's a question for you. So we know the economy's in, in shambles, inflation's high, grocery bills, everybody's filling the pain. I think the number is like $648 a year. The average family has, you know, had to come up, $648 a month rather, that they've had to come up with. Uh, so has, has have you noticed inflation slash the economy, you know, the, the increase in divorces? Have, have you noticed that in any kind of translation yet? Or will that be maybe uh, down six months down the road? Yeah, it is starting to happen. Uh, basically, you know, after people got out of the, if I will call it the COVID rut, we did have a big influx of divorces at that time because we, we found that too much togetherness apparently was not very good for a lot of couples. And so we did see a very big increase in filing. And there's still circumstances surrounding that. And certainly, you know, the, the financial crisis that we're in doesn't add because usually that's one of the main reasons where, why people get divorces because they are having financial hardships and they don't have a game plan as to how to handle it. 
so they just, you know, terminate their relationship and move on. So it hasn't really translated percentage-wise yet, but I would expect that probably within the next few months, we're going to probably see an increase in filing. But I will tell you this, Brandon, when they had the mortgage foreclosure crisis back in, what was that, 08, 09? Mm-hmm. People, because they couldn't afford to move, getting divorced and continuing to live together. Right. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yep. So I can foresee stuff like that happening if, if depending on how bad the economy gets. And, of course, I'm, I'm not uh, a financial analyst, so I, maybe you can answer that better than I can, you know? Yeah, well, it's interesting. There, you know, there's 5.4 million households uh, during a recent survey that said uh, they are looking to or planning on getting foreclosed upon or evicted in the next two months, and that's that's you know across the United States. But yeah, people are hurting right now. Credit card debt's up the highest it's been in uh, quite some time. Forty six billion dollars new credit card debt Q two. Uh, student loans are up, of course. Uh, all types of credit card charging. So yeah, people are hurting. Oh yeah, yeah. People are putting everything on credit cards. I, I mean, I hear regularly from clients that are living on credit cards, which I always caution clients against that. If if there's any way, I'd rather see somebody get another job than increase their credit card debt because just with the interest alone, it's like they're digging a deeper hole. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, so, Millie, give us uh, where do you want folks to connect? We got in our last thirty seconds here. Millie Thanison, Thanison Law. So you can reach us at one eight three three ask milly m i l l y or seven two seven three seven six ninety one hundred or our website is athanasonlaw dot com athanasonlaw dot com eight three three ask milly a s k m i l l y eight three three ask milly milly thank you so much always a wealth of information. All right. Thank you again for having me. We'll talk to you soon. Excellent. Sounds great. Hey, another great show. I want to thank all of our expert contributors, producers, uh, Jose, Nick, the whole team helping us put this together. Another great show. And we want you to please go out there and consider committing a random act of kindness. Do something kind for one another and be a force for good in the community. We'll see you next time right here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. You've been listening to The Consumer Quarterback. Brandon Rhymes. Whether it's real estate, consumer, or financial advice, let Brandon call your next play. Call Brandon Rhymes at 813-917-1894. That's 813-917-1894. Online at ConsumerQB.com. And join us next time for the Consumer Quarterback Show.